kick off hour number two of the program. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TV Employees Credit Union, the official credit union of Three and Out. Huge win for uh, Tennessee over the weekend. Next up, they travel to Gainesville for a 7 o'clock tip-off Wednesday. It'll be on ESPN2. As uh, the Gators lost this weekend to Kansas State. Tickets as low as $5 if uh, you know, you're down in that area. See the vault. Catch I the vault won't be. On the cheap. Then back home Saturday... Bruce Pearl and Auburn roll in, 2 o'clock. That game's on ESPN. That'll be a big one. Pretty big week, really, for this team. Kind of consolidate what happened on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you had to have a road game, I guess Florida's a, you know. It's, it's kind of perfect it's, it's because a good the opponent, name on the jersey, yeah, you know. It'll get your excited. attention, but yeah. they're not, not that good. <laughs> the most dangerous team that you could possibly go face. Yeah. Not that I'm, I'm not knocking them, but, but you're not. No, strictly the facts. Okay. Okay. Are we the best team in the country? Uh, I, I guess we when, when you're second, when you're so close best. to it, you're like, oh no way, Pff, no, we're not. Uh uh-uh. uh. But when you kind of look around, we'll learn a lot over the next month. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But, this, but I mean, we hadn't played a a big a, a real big game since Arizona. I mean, kind of the way the na- the the national no, folks that's feel true. about it. We I mean, it, it felt Kentucky, like Kentucky should have been. It just it, they were open up. This is what you said. Like, well, it didn't feel like a big game, and then we lose it for a variety of reasons too. I mean, they scheduled that game while our students are still on break. Mm-hmm. It was a noon tip for that game, which doesn't make any sense to me. Why was why was that game at noon? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I think when we play them there, it's at one. Hmm. I, I don't know. It's just it just seems kind of weird that that game is not getting some prime time look. But I blame Kentucky for not being very good this year. Yeah, I mean that. That's been part of the part of the storyline. I mean, you got the I mean, we're staring at number one seed in the face now. I mean it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be tough. You you do have a lot of there's a like I mean, Texas is was ranked higher than anyone left on your schedule outside of Alabama. However, there's kind of a cumulative effect of having to play lots more good teams and, and being susceptible mm-hmm. to getting beat in any of those games than some of the games we had played before. I mean, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, LSU, Georgia, like, come on. Those teams are pretty garbage compared to even, you know, Auburn twice, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Arkansas. Like, and we're at A&M, right? Like, that's going to be a tough stretch. Yeah, at A&M. That'll be a, that'll be a good test. Yeah. And you get Missouri, who, in a weird way. Do we get them twice still? No, just Missouri once a home. Okay. So that's that's the best case scenario for them. But they, I feel like they're one of those teams that the whole season resume doesn't look that good. But in you know in, in a one game situation, they're more dangerous than some of these other teams. Maybe that are even ranked ahead of them. Uh, yeah, that's a tough stretch. Alabama at Kentucky at A and M. Yeah, 
And, I mean, it's Missouri before Alabama. Like that's that's four pretty good teams right now. Uh huh. And we're not that far away from. We just that. have no room for error in conference play, though. Moving forward. Uh, you're probably right. Although Bama, I, I don't, I don't know what to think. I didn't, I didn't get to watch much of the Oklahoma. Like, were they just bad? Did Oklahoma figure something out? Was it just like how do you go and just get manhandled like that? Everybody's do one of those games every now and then. Yeah, but I mean, when you're talking about getting a number one seed, like how many times that happens in the year is is usually what determines. Yeah, Bama was down by 31 points with four and a half minutes to go. That's... I mean, Miller scored 11 on 14 shots. He struggled. Yeah, he did. And they weren't good from the free throw line. Oklahoma only took 13 threes but made nine of them. That's big. Yeah, Bama takes 22 and only makes six. They weren't good from the free throw line either. And Mm-mm. Oklahoma was 16 and 19. But, yeah, I mean, they only turned it over 13 times. They forced 13. Uh, they only got out-rebounded by one. I don't know. That's just – Didn't shoot. Yeah. And with the way Alabama plays basketball, if you have a if you have a rough night shooting against a team that gets a little magic, gets hot, you're going to lose some ugly games. It's just kind of kind of their brand of basketball. They shoot a lot of threes, and if they're not making them, and the other team is, it, I mean, they didn't take that many in this game though. Twenty two doesn't seem that yeah. used to be a big number, but now we have teams taking. I mean, they they've taken forty a game in, in a few times this season. Well, for all the, like, I wish this basketball team was more exciting, you know, if, if 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 that's something that can and will happen to Alabama at times, some days it's nice to be a defensive team. And when you have a bad game, at least it comes down to the last possession and it's, you know, mm. 59-58 or whatever instead of getting blasted by 20 or 30 because you can't make shots. I mean, the Kentucky game really came down to just a few possessions there late, even though the final score was a seven-point game. I just think Tennessee doesn't – Tennessee's not going to get the benefit of the doubt from a ranking standpoint just because of the lack of star, like – Yeah, because you can't look at Tennessee and say, oh, yeah, and they have – That guy. Right. Really, when you think about it, I mean, Bama has Miller. I don't know who Houston has. Purdue has Edie. Kansas has a couple guys. I mean, they mm-hmm. pumped Grady Dick up so much in the early season that even though he hasn't been their leading scorer lately, he's still getting all the all the pop. But no, I think that's a good point. Um, according to NCAA Tournament Bracketology dot org something, uh, Horace Sports since since this in uh, okay. Tennessee currently an eighty percent chance at a one seed. Bama had an 86% chance. Okay. We were 75% chance going into the weekend. It feels, it feels hard for both those teams to get a one, though. Purdue's only a 63% chance. Uh, Houston, 54 Kansas, 25%. This is weird, too. There's an auto-bid percentage. Yeah. That means win the conference tournament? I guess. I mean, that's the only thing it could be, right? Mm-hmm. It gives Tennessee a 47% chance to win 
the SEC tournament. And Bama, a 27% chance. Hmm. Um, Auburn, 5%. And then I guess after that, the numbers are so low that they're not not really adding them up because I think that's all of the... No, I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever seen this on the Kim Palm uh, on a team profile. So they rank people as uh, significant contributors and then mm, yeah. role players. It, it has five Tennessee players as significant contributors. Yeah, you said that switch last week, right? Crazy. And none of them are Santiago Vescovi, which is weird. Obviously, this is just computer numbers. Wait, so who does it have as the fifth that's not him? It has the Kai Ziegler. Yeah. Julian Phillips. Mm-hmm. Olivier Kamwa. Yes. Josiah Jordan James. Uh-huh. And your S. Plossage. I guess you do it against Kentucky, man. You got a, <laughs> you got a shot. I don't know. That's kind of funny. That's it's just, wild. It's just one of those weird things. Like, the team's just so balanced. You know, we, we I went down the leading scores right at the end of the show on Friday. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you got like four guys, five guys in double figures or whatever. It's it's nuts. It's just it's a weird team. Doesn't make sense to people. In a way, though, I mean, we've kind of joked. Oh, I wish we had star power. I wish we had. It's kind of nice because it really can be anybody on a given night. Yeah. Like whoever one team decides to take away, it's like okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we saw that over the weekend. Olivier Kamal goes for a career high in a top ten matchup. Who had that on the bingo card? Well, somebody asked, "Is do we think this is an anomaly, or do we think that Kamwa is, you know, going to elevate and be able to do maybe not that, but right. but you know, be a good bit better? Like, is is he breaking out? I guess is the question. Currently, have four players in double figures: Vescovi, Ziegler, Kamwa, Triple J, and then Phillips is at nine point seven and falling. Sadly, yeah, he tanked that average this weekend. But you didn't need him. I mean, there might no, be another. Yep. There might be another ho hum, nasty road game in the SEC where he gets you seven or eight points down the stretch, and you win an ugly one, and you know that's what it takes. Or Tyreek Key, who's averaging eight point six, might hit back to back threes at some point this season. No, you're right. Saves yep. the game. You just like you're saying, it's, it is different guys every night, and and when when the offense is flowing and those shots are just coming in in the right spots at the right time, which they seem to be. Which I mean, they definitely were on Saturday. Like it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. I guess what we've always said is it's just where with this type of team, where do you go when you just you got to have a bucket? Like what are you, what are you trying to do? And I think I mean, well, Brett, Brett said it for a while. I think Ziegler attacking is the best thing we have going. Burt Bertelkamp was on the drive, I believe, Friday. He said it's Josiah because he can get the three off with someone in his face because of his high release. He can attack and hit the mid-range jumper, and he can finish at the rim. I don't know about finish at the rim consistently, but he does have probably the best mid-range shot on the team. After Saturday, I'm looking at come on. I'm like, man, if we can just get him the ball and let him face up, he could hit most of those shots. But I think the play is is Zakai starts that action and yeah. creates space for who, whichever one of those guys then gets the ball last. Yeah, you know. And you're just gonna have to run offense. You're just not gonna. We're not just gonna stand around and watch one guy try and score, which is honestly a better thing if you can execute it. It's just harder to do. So right. teams a lot of times get lazy late and tight. They get tight, so they don't do it. That's why coaches like to just go with. You know, go with a ball screen for their best player late because it's it's easy to call, it's easy to get into. No one's going to screw it up. 
Yeah. At least they know their best guy is going to get going to create a shot. I think for Tennessee, it's get Zakai Ziegler going towards the basket with some space to operate, and then as I mean, he makes the decision as the help comes or never comes, like who shoots, and yeah, and where. We'll come back. Uh, if you want to weigh in on the Big Orange Philly phone lines, 865-546-8200 is the number to join the program right here on 3 and Out. Is that like that burrow thing he was trying to do? I don't do know. Joey. Is that it? What I'm doing? Yeah, pretty much. Kinda. You'll say Joey and then just hit it once. Joey. Yeah, like pretty that. much. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. All right. Big Orange Philly phone lines are open. 865-546-8200. Check out Big Orange Philly's in halls. Lunch, dinner. Hang out. Watch the game. Uh, it's Matt up first today. What's up, Matt? You're on three and out. What's up, guys? How we feeling? I feel pretty good, man. Shockingly, I'm I'm just uh, as the weeks go on, man. I just I just feel like I'm just eating crow, eating more, eating more, buying in more, and you know I I've been pretty critical of Rick Barnes over the years, but damn guys, I mean you can't argue the numbers. You just can't. No, you can't. I mean, I mean, paper, you, you can try. Yeah, I mean, you can, but it's just he's done a hell of a job this year, and if we're just going based up to this point, I mean, you got to buy in with these guys. They're staring at a one seed, and I mean, I'll be damned, guys. I think this team, you know, I, I still think we might go through a lull, you know, where we lose a couple of games we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But I think this team is probably the best option we've had since Barnes has been here. And I might even go back to some of those Pearl teams. This team might be the best team to go deep just based on their defense alone. What's your all thoughts? It's hard to argue with the defense. I mean, I feel like under Barnes, you're always pretty good defensively. This team's just different. They're freaking good, man. (laughs) When they want to, like as Rick Barnes says, when they come out locked in, Mm -hmm. and I think they were in that first half – I mean, Texas couldn't move. They couldn't breathe. You know, we talk about matchups all the time, right? Yeah. That's the, that's kind of the key, especially in the tournament. If you're if you, if you were to say that, let's say the two best teams in the SEC, let's just simplify, right? Us and Alabama. Mm-hmm. We're a bad matchup for Alabama. A bad matchup because they're a shooting team, and we're damn good on defending the perimeter. Uh, are we the we're the best three point defense I know in the SEC? Are we are we tops in the country? Teams shoot like twenty percent against us or something. Twenty two percent. Yep. So you know you want to take that and put it on paper. It's not us worried about Bama. It's Bama worried about Tennessee. If you're just looking at the matchups, that's a that's a bad matchup for those guys. And we just we just did it with Texas. Isn't Texas a pretty good shooting team? Uh, well, Carr was averaging like forty one or forty two percent from three. And he only finished with 11 points. I don't think he made a three. No, Texas is Texas is one of the top teams in the country at, from two, mm. uh, not from three. They're average. But Carr was over okay. 40%. I don't know how many he took in this game. Well, you, you kept them to, what, 72 points 
I think they were pushing past 80 average. You, you kept them below, you know, what they should. I was I, I yeah. was hoping we could keep them below 70, but, hey, it was still a good defensive performance. And I just, you know, defense is defense wins championships, guys. They just It just does. And I think that old adage is true because it's just consistent. I mean, you, it's hard to come out and have a bad defensive performance, you know, where you can come out and shoot bad any any time, mm. any day. You can go through any lull. But defense is just – it is what it is. And those guys, man, Kylie, they're – when you watch them, even Viscovi is – it shocks me how fast he is on defense now. And I've been critical of his speed, but, guys, he's a, he's a good defender. No, he is. Yeah. And I, we, we I can't different... remember the stat, Matt. I found one – Hickman, remind me. Did it say that Viscovi was, like, the one of the best defenders in the last 10 years? Yeah, he was like number six. Number six of all college basketball players in the last ten to fifteen years, Matt Viscovi. Really? Yeah. So how what, what, how does that stat come out? Like you just talk about who scores on him? Like a that, that's the only thing I can think of. It's probably like you know how many deflections do you get? How many steals do you get? Um, yeah. And then how you know what what do people shoot against you? How many shots are you you know points are you giving up a game? Which stunned me. I mean, I, I didn't think he was a bad defender. I didn't think he was going to be number six of the last 15 years. Yeah, but some, I mean, some of that's getting propped up by just being such a good team defense. Well, that's fine. Well, I think it's what? you have a, you have different body styles, too, because you got Ziegler, who's so tiny and, and quick. Yeah. And then you've got Vescovy, who, if the other team has a shooter, he can lock him down. I mean, the, the only time he's going to have trouble is if a guy's quick and long and athletic. But then we have a lot of those medium tweener guys – they can match up like Phillips, Josiah, yep. um, and then you know Kamwa can guard the slightly more athletic big guy. And then if if they just have like the dud seven footer that's like just tall and that's all. I mean Plavsic is that same guy. So like we right. have, we have all these different types of guys, and then we have a, a plethora of dudes that are you know like like Phillips and and Josiah can kind of match up with lots of different dudes because of their versatility. Yeah. Well, it's. It, I think you said it earlier, Nate. I mean, we, we've got just anybody can score, man. And that, now you've got James and Kamal playing with confidence, like yeah. way more than they were two months ago or a month ago. You know, those guys are – you can just see – you could like confidence in basketball to me is just – it's like half the battle. And you can see when somebody's not confident. You know, like James was just very skittish, still had the talent, just wasn't – now he's actually just making the shots, shooting with confidence. And if he misses, he's not hanging his head. All those signs are there. Calm was playing just on a next level. And James is now back and getting healthier and shooting the ball good. I mean, it's crazy when you look at it. You could say that I could – you could argue this is the best team in the country. I think they're better – I mean, our resume is better than Purdue's. Purdue's got less losses, but, you know, damn. We're, we're – Purdue lost uh, last week to an unranked uh, – Um. I don't remember who it was. Who did they lose to last week? Rutgers. Rutgers, 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 yeah. Rutgers, yeah. And then every game they win is like – Purdue doesn't win by – I don't see – they're like five-point wins. I've watched a couple of innings of their games. Purdue's not blowing anybody out where we're taking care of business against crappy teams. So, yeah, you know. uh, Rutgers is – I think they're a lot better than, like, Colorado, though. Yeah, okay. yeah, but that no, game was so long ago. Early. Purdue did beat. Well, I mean, Rutgers was January second. It wasn't like last week. Purdue did beat Gonzaga by eighteen, who was sixth in the country at the time, and then they turned around and beat 
number eight ranked Duke at the time by nineteen. Yeah, but Duke's unranked now. Look, look I'll, at, I'll at, give you Gonzaga, the but they've dropped eight. they dropped off too. I mean, they beat Michigan look State at our, Sunday yesterday by fifteen or sixteen. They're not very good either. Yeah. Yeah, look at our last eight. Look at their last eight. But Purdue had some close games mm-hmm. where we blew out our opponents. Like it was like we were having twenty point wins against Georgia and some other opponents, and Duke or you know Purdue was. You know, you, it's hard to not argue they're one, but Tennessee, man, our resumes, you know, just as stout, and we're beating teams we're supposed to beat by by a big margin. So, anyways, all right, guys, they love you. See you. Thanks. For See the you, call. Matt. Well, John Rothstein agrees with you, Matt, that uh, ten, he's got Tennessee all the way up to two in his latest rankings. It just came out about half an hour ago. Does that Purdue one, Tennessee two, then Kansas State three, Arizona four, Alabama down to five now? And then Houston after that. So Purdue is seven and one versus quad one and four and zero oh versus quad two on the season. Uh, one knock I will have against Purdue is, I mean, they're just a one man wrecking crew right now. Uh, Zach Eady, best player in the country. Not much help outside of, I mean, they got one other guy outside of Zach Eady that's scoring double digits on the season. Mm. Well, that's wait, what? They only have one other double digit score? Yeah, Zach Eady's averaging 22.1 points right now, and then they have a guy, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, who is a freshman, and he's averaging 12 points a game. And then after that, it drops to nine. Wow. I mean, they were preseason unranked. I don't even think they were in the polls. Purdue was? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. They said that on broadcast yesterday when they were playing Michigan State. Wow. Hmm. Edie was a beast yesterday. He's a no, he's a good player. Purdue's all, seven foot four. Gosh, Edie is also the only guy on the he team that averages more than five rebounds. Huh? Well, there's no one else. There's no other. No, that's guys. true. Yeah. I guess not many going around. Uh, Purdue's fourth in offensive efficiency and seventeenth in defensive efficiency. So they're 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 more balanced. Ain't uh, played nobody, Paul. They beat Maryland by three, about the same as Tennessee. Uh, I mean, they they've they've blasted some of these bad Big Ten teams. You know, blasted. Nebraska and Minnesota, and, mm-hmm. but they did have close games. They had a five-point win against Michigan, and then uh, on the road in the middle of January, they only beat Michigan State by one. But then Sunday they beat them bad. So, did y'all watch any of that game yesterday? Mm-mm. Which one? Michigan uh, State, Purdue, Purdue, Michigan State. No, uh, environment was off the charts there yesterday for starters. Whiteout, badass. You just love the whiteout so He's much. A big whiteout and, uh, fan. I uh, I have to buy him a bottle of the old. Mm-hmm. I, I checked. There was like ten minutes to go in the second half, and like Edie's stat line was like thirty-one and twelve. Good Lord, pretty good. Well, Tennessee plays Purdue at some point. It'll uh, it'll be the full team versus the star player look, I guess. Would you welcome another matchup with Purdue? No, no. I mean, if it's for the Natty, sure. Well, right now it seems like you wouldn't meet them until Final Four. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, they don't – it's funny, like in the Kim Palm's rankings, Indiana's their best team left on the schedule, and they're 19th. But the, like, you know, the worst team on their schedule left is, like, Wisconsin. I mean, it's 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 just, like, all medium good games, you know? Not like a – you're not going to play, like, a top-five team left. It's like us playing A&M and Missouri yeah, every and all, night. Yeah, Auburn, Arkansas, but not, you know, not, not the Alabama game. So, I, I think Tennessee – should be second. I agree with Rothstein. I mean, you can't when you when you balance what the team's done versus like what they what they could be. I mean, it's 
and I think Matt's right about the defense, but I mean, the big fear is at some point you just have a, bad, a really bad offensive game. That's when we've lost before. Well, that's what's been nice about the new lineup is you're you're limiting that because that is your most efficient offensive lineup. Yeah, and I it's I don't know about you guys, but I've felt a lot less of those moments where I look out on the floor and I just go, "Oh, what wait a minute." Yep. It's like Phillips, Plavzic, Meshack, Key. You know, like I haven't in the last couple of games. I haven't felt that unless it's late and you're up by a bunch and you're just you know playing guys. But I feel like we've been a little smarter with rotation. And Nate, what is my biggest fear going into every single basketball season? Rotation. Rotation. Welcome back into the White Claw Heart Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. Gary Parrish, name drop Alabama. Oh, their resume is so good. No updated bracketology from Joe Lenardi. I guess he's asleep. I simply do not believe anybody other than number one Purdue has a better body of work than Alabama, even after the 24-point loss to the Sooners. 20 Four points, and they were down by 31. I would say Alabama's resume is better than ours. Oklahoma lost, had lost three in a row coming into that game. Hickman, I'm not. I'm just saying that you can't not punish them for that. Oh, I know, but and that's exactly well, that's what we're arguing. He said I'm not dropping them because their resume is good, but they just lost by 24 to a team that had lost three straight. Well, you you kind of worded it like you. We're questioning their resume. I'm not. No, I, I get. They no, that's how you heard it. But I'm not questioning their resume. Don't you argue with me? I'll argue. I, Don't I, you do it? I will. I'm not saying they have a bad resume. I'm saying you have to punish a team if they go on the road and get spanked by a not very good team. Let's see. We held up our end of the bargain. Huh? Oh, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve. We just took. We've we've taken one and two in the Big Twelve behind the woodshed. Woodshed. They've beaten the number one ranked team in the country twice this year. Who? Alabama. Who was the second one? North Carolina. Okay. Then they beat Houston. You're going to give them credit for number one North Carolina, and really? They beat Longwood week one, game one. <laughs> Can we? Actually, so, Iowa State's the best team in the Big 12, according to the standings. It is, Iowa State <laughs> is the best team in the Big 12. That's why they, and they got housed by Missouri. That's why they yeah. dropped the game. They don't give a crap about Missouri. They're uh, trying to win oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, Texas is tied for first as well. So, I mean, Iowa State I, would be top six if they wouldn't have lost this weekend. If the order of the games was changed, sure. Alabama's resume is better. But, like, who's better right now? Today, Monday the thirtieth, you you gotta kind of go with the latest thing that's happened when it's close like that. What's what's North Carolina's record right now? North uh, Carolina is seven and three in the ACC. Aren't they like exactly where they were this time last year? Did I read that over the weekend? 
Uh, yes. They're 15 and 6 overall. One bracket I saw had us as the one seed, but them as the eight. <laughs> Tread lightly, Chris. Tread lightly. What's Great squad they got over there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Great you want to play one of those. Huber uh, Davis has got a hell of a team. You want to play I one think those, we're a two seed now, right? One of those talented, <laughs> underperforming teams again. That started round. ranked in the top five. And yeah, then just, that sounds familiar. Is that because we lost to Michigan last year? Yes, Hickman. Yes. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Way to keep up. Way to put that together, pal. Uh, didn't they lose this weekend to Penn State? Was it at Penn State? Then it, probably. It was at Penn State. Or that might have been the girls' game. I don't know. So you didn't watch it, I guess. Penn State, though, we'll say best point guard in the country. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, dude. Oh, took them out behind the woodshed. 83-61. to 61. Mm. Who? Penn State. Over, over Michigan? Michigan. Yeah, at Penn State? At Penn State, they had a neon game. Michigan's eleven and ten. Uh, the best point guard in the country, Jalen Pickett, had twenty-five, eight and eight for the Nittany Lions. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, I think it's great that Alabama lost because now if Tennessee beats them at home. People can't say, well, it was just one bad game. Yeah. Look at their body of work. Now, if Alabama beat you, Alabama beat you. Fine. At least it's at least it was decided on the floor instead of, you know, in some stupid media members, you know, justification and quad ones and twos and stuff like that. Tennessee, an 81.3% chance of victory, according to the power index. Even this has 73% chance. On Kempom? Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee's the number one team in the Kempom rankings. <sighs> Because Tennessee's offense is now up to 33rd in the country. That's the big difference. Yep. Defense still number one? Uh, yeah. Just to make it sure. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to check on that. That's all. Uh-huh. So what's like the magic number for our offense? I mean, I feel like if you're top 30 with this defense, you probably got a pretty good shot. Yeah. I mean, it's 75 points, isn't it? What? Get to 75 points and you're going to win. Uh, I mean, hasn't that been our what did what did Colorado score? Seventy seven, seventy eight. Uh, Saturday was the first time we've Arizona allowed seventy five seventy, and that's the well, I guess Vandy scored seventy, right? Seventy. No, they scored sixty eight. Sorry, oh, yeah. So oh, so they didn't break seventy. Uh-uh. So then this would have been the first time we've allowed a team to score seventy points or more since the Arizona game, correct? Yeah. Not bad. And they only scored seventy. Yeah, I mean it's. That was the number one offense in the country at the time. The Florida predicted score sixty-eight to sixty. Kind of weird. I'd prefer not to have to sit there and watch a sixty-eight sixty ball game against them in the swamp. We have a better chance of beating Alabama at home than Florida on the road this week. Apparently, uh, it's really close here, but it says you have a better chance of beating Auburn at home on Saturday than you do at Florida on the road on Wednesday. The home and road splits are yeah. huge. Auburn's going to be looking for a big bounce back, though. Yeah, let's see. They have. Hopefully, they have a scrub Wednesday. that they can just walk the dog on midweek. They have Georgia on Wednesday. Awesome at home. I think that'd qualify. Mm-hmm. At least we both got the Wednesday games this week. Yeah. 
How have they been on the road? Well, they Whoa, they lost to uh, to Georgia the first matchup. Mm, revenge. They lost at Georgia 76-64. And then they beat Ole Miss by 9, beat LSU by 28, beat South Carolina by 15 at South Carolina, which is whatever. Not good compared to what everybody else is doing by. Uh, they lost at home to A&M by 16. That was a game. It felt like A&M got up by 16 and just kept it there. Mm-hmm. And then they were down pretty big to West Virginia and came back and made it a three-point game. Okay. What's the number? I mean, we you just mentioned it, Nate. Oh, they don't have. But what's 14. the old stat where the last national champion in college basketball for like the past – however many years has been it's top 20 in offense right no it's it's some kind of combination like like your defense and offense has to be an average of like better than 25 or something like that which right now with 33 and one uh we'd be like you know what's that 17 16 17 Hmm. i can flip back through them here in a second we'll come back final segment hour two next Final segment, hour number two. Wrap up some college basketball talk here and then uh, get into the NFL, AFC, NFC Championship games as we start hour three, so stick around for that as well. Um, last season, it was uh, Kansas adjusted offense. They were sixth in the country. Defense, they were 17th. Um, you know, in 20... Well, it doesn't have these highlighted now. Hmm. Who was our national champion in 21? Was that North Carolina's year? They came out of nowhere. 21. Or am I crazy? Baylor? Baylor? Yeah, Baylor. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Baylor was second in offense, 20, 22nd in defense. What'd you say? 22nd, 22nd? No, second and 22nd. Second in offense. Yes. Okay. Second offense, twenty second in defense. I don't know. Somebody pulled up the national title winners. They they were highlighted last year, but not this year. Jeez, Kansas. Kansas. Well, Kansas last year we did them. And then who was in twenty? Canceled. Maybe that's why these all have these stars. Twenty nineteen, Virginia. Virginia second in offense, fifth in defense. Second in offense. Hmm. Because it's per possession. Jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Super uh, efficient. 18, Villanova. Villanova, first in offense, 11th in defense. Jeez. Yeah, this was the stat that people were pulling up because, uh, what about 2017? North Carolina. They were ninth in offense, 11th in defense. Because people are worried that, like, Rick Barnes with this style could never win a national championship because the offense is – are always, like, top ten. What about 2016? Nova. Uh, third in offense. Fifth in defense. Fifteen? Duke. Duke was third in offense. Eleven in defense. 
So right now, even with our better offense, we're 33rd on offense. All right, how about 14? UConn. Okay. That's here Connecticut. Go. Here you go. That's a surprise team. Um, geez, I can't even find I mean, them. yeah, because they were, what, a 7 or an 8 seed? Yeah, so here you go. So you have to go that far back. 39th in offense, 10th in defense. It's weird, though, right? Because they were kind of near us, but had a much worse regular season. Like, they were never in line for a one seed, and here we are sitting on one right now. This might play into the fact that this is the quote-unquote weakest field mm-hmm. in college basketball in the last you know decade plus. How about 13? Louisville. Seventh in offense, first in defense. So there's a number oh, one defense team. They're seventh in offense. They were 35-5 and five that year, 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky. Second in offense, seventh in defense, 11. UConn. Uh, 19th in offense, 15th in defense. Really? Mm-hmm. Hey, they went 32-9. and nine. Those UConn teams were the worst Kim Palm teams. Obviously, we know the one was kind of a Cinderella, so that makes sense. Right. What about 2010? Duke. Duke, first in offense, fifth in defense, 09. North Carolina. First in offense, 18th in defense, 08. Kansas. Second in offense. First in defense. They were dominant. 37-3 and three that year. Yeah, that was pretty good. 07. Florida. Florida. First in offense. 13th in defense. 06. Florida again. Mm-hmm. Three and seven. Uh, 05. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Illinois. North Carolina. Duke. Second and fifth. I mean, yeah, usually to win the national championship, you got a really good offense. Your top ten in offense. Duke in 04. Second and third. It was UConn. UConn was eighth and sixth, or sorry, ninth and sixth. That was the year UConn upset, dude. Uh oh, who won in 03? Syracuse. Mm. So they were seventeenth in offense and fourteenth in defense. They're the they were a three seed. So. so that's I mean, I think you can make the Final Four with the makeup of our team. I just, we just got to pick it up on the offensive end a little bit. Yeah. When it's about efficiency, Which is good too. because we also just now started playing our most efficient offensive lineup. Mm-hmm. And actually, which is what we said for months, right? Why do we not start the best lineup? That'd be a good idea if we started the best lineup. And now that we're doing that, you're seeing the offense take a tick up. Mm-hmm. Huge. Well, and you had some guys, you know, we had guys banged up also. I mean, even if even if they're playing. Well, that's I I thought uh, Dari Noka, Shuda, and Ron Slay were talking about. They led off, of course, SEC now with the Tennessee Texas game, and Dari at the end of it was like, "What a win!" And by the way, Tennessee's whole now. Mm-hmm. Josiah Jordan James is back. Vescovy's back. You know, other guys who have been banged up are getting healthy. Uh, you know, obviously, this team. No catastrophic injuries, but you've had guys miss time, and now that you're 100 percent and can actually go with your best lineup. Not to mention the fact that since you've inserted Ziegler as the starter, he's playing lights out. Things are looking good, hitting our stride. Yep, peaking in January. Let's grab Dr. Vall real quick on the uh, Big Orange Philly phone lines. I'm sure he wants to weigh in on Tennessee basketball. What's up, Dr. You're on three now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Kind of threw me off. We got to have a. A little bit, uh, a few more minutes to listen. Um, I'm not being negative when I ask this question, but last year when we had Kennedy Chandler, I know a lot of people talked about, you know, Barnes was one Final Four. He had an elite point guard. What makes this year's team different? 
different than the Final Four team or last year's team? Last year's team, I'm sorry. Well, they're better defensively. Are we more versatile offensively because it doesn't have to be one guy? Like, we don't have to rely on Kennedy to go for 22 to have a chance? Um, I, We're very similar to last year's team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, yet to be determined, you are. Romeo, we're third in defense in the country last year and 35th in offense. We're first and 33rd right now. It's the exact same profile. But, I mean, last year's team won the SEC tournament. They won a bunch of big games. Mm-hmm. They just didn't beat Michigan. Right. Like, everybody thought that Tennessee should have beat Michigan last year. Yeah. So, yeah, that could happen again. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative. We just – we achieved so much last year. We had a – I mean, Kennedy Chandler was a better point guard than what we got now, don't you think? Mm-hmm. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here thinking that, guys – and trying not to get down, and I, I'm, I'm still uh, enjoying this team. I'll put it like that. I'm just uh, getting cautious as the calendar, you know, turns to February this week. We we are much better this season at defending the three-point line than we were last season, DR. So that might help with preventing a team from just being super hot in a one-game lose-and-go-home situation. Last year's team was 60th in the country defending the three. This team's number one. They're only allowing 22% from the three-point line. So, I mean, we are locking down people at the three-point line, and I think our interior defense has been really good as well, and that's why teams just can't score. So you're saying, uh, Nate, maybe this year's team would have locked down Ryan Klein? Yeah. No, for real. Uh, I got you. All right, guys, I know you are up against it. Have a good day. Thanks for the call. I mean, that's something we're going to debate as we go, right? I mean, the, the whole thing. Like, can they get better and better and better? If you get offensive growth, like if that's not an anomaly from Kamwa and there's growth with guys on offense, and that number starts creeping closer to like 25th best offensive team in the country, mm-hmm. then that is different than last year's team. It, it'd be that your team offense is better than last year, even though your point guard last year might have been able to get a shot off a little bit more effectively. We'll come back, kick off hour three next.